Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused a lot of economic disruption and financial pain. To offset the financial difficulties, people buy insurance. In today's show, we're going to explore if these insurance policies are actually helping. In particular, we will discuss whether or not health insurance, disability insurance, and even business income insurance policies are actually covering this global pandemic. And we're going to have some bad dad jokes, too. Some dad jokes, so don't forget about that. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio. With me, Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me is Tony Shore, all the way across the country in sunny Minnesota. <laughs> we are talking about insurance today, Tony. And before you fall asleep, I heard you piping at the opening. You want to tell a bad dad joke, so get it out of your system now because I have a feeling you're going to not want to keep up with this conversation. It's going to be too cerebral. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, we'll start with, we'll start with an easy one. Uh, what concert costs just 45 cents? The 50 cent concert? Actually, 50 Cent featuring Nickelback. Oh, my God. 45 <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, here's, here's another one. What do sprinters eat before a race? Nothing. 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 They fast. Oh, no. <laughs> what, what do you do when a hippo sits on your hat? You buy a new hat. Okay. <laughs> See what I, I, I did there? There was a lot of silence after those. I, I, think I don't what understand. What we've done is we've we've excited people to talk about health insurance, disability insurance. <laughs> people are looking insurance. forward to talking about insurance now. Yes. Those jokes were so bad. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see if you could come up with a bad dad insurance joke. Oh, I don't know. I'll try. All right. So, oh my goodness, I don't even know where to go now. Well, uh, well, first of all, Dan, how how have you been? I mean, this whole COVID thing, right? I'm in Minnesota, and it has been nice here. We actually got a little bit of spring, but then this week, last night, got down to about 32 degrees. So, hmm. freeze warning, hmm. freeze warning. Yeah, yeah, that would be put the blankets on the on the plants warning. Yep. Yeah, they said the TV. It was all over here. Bring in your plants or cover them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i live no, in a state been... where you have to put blankets on plants that's i know that's awesome. i don't i refuse i refuse to do it yeah um but then again that's when my plants die um <laughs> we're doing well down here i think we're easing out of this whole you know stay at home stuff so i'm excited about it sure um but i you know you're you're from minnesota so home of united healthcare insurance company big insurance company around here um are you getting a sense from people that they are if are they getting financially hit by this pandemic 
outside of losing job because that's obvious. But are people complaining about other things bothering them when it comes to this uh, global pandemic? Cost of toilet paper, that's one. Lack of toilet paper. But are you seeing any other financial difficulties people are facing besides unemployment? Um, well, sure. I mean, a lot of uh, business owners, I mean, it all kind of relates to unemployment. A lot of small business owners uh, are at a point where they can't afford to reopen uh, just or, because or, yeah. they've been closed and they haven't been making money and maybe they didn't get the, the government provided loans. That program didn't go through for them or they didn't get enough. And so... Uh, and business, even if a state reopens, business is going to be so slow that they can't continue or pay cover their rent. So they're having to go out of business, and that's hurting the economy. Absolutely. So why don't we start there? Because a lot of people don't realize, I mean, the business owners probably do, but a lot of people just don't realize that there's such a thing as business interruption insurance, also known as business income insurance. Oh, okay. And did you hear, do you know about this? Uh, no, I mean, I, no, not really. See, I, you know, I do have an insurance license, so I know a lot, but I don't sell this. I just know it because it's part of my process of dealing with people, especially business owners. But um, business income insurance is, uh, it's, it's designed to replace income if your business loses um, money or income if you can't open for a period of time. So if your company has a covered loss that's in quotes covered loss then they'll the insurance company will give you money to <clears throat> rent and employee pay employees and, and just income um, but the key here is they'll cover you if first you have to buy the policy and second you have to have a covered loss so what is a covered loss and is coronavirus a covered loss because it's clear there's a lot of businesses out there that are not that are losing money because they cannot open for business. So the question is, is coronavirus a covered loss? What would you think? Um, I would say yes. I would hope it would be. Wouldn't you? Well, um, but but let me guess, it probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so certain types of risks have their own insurance. So a covered loss for a typical business interruption policy or business income insurance would not include a flood or an earthquake, but you can buy flood and earthquake insurance. You can buy, like I have professional liability insurance or they call it ENO, errors and omissions. If I make some sort of paperwork or some sort of error with a client that causes a financial loss, I have insurance for that. It wouldn't be covered by my regular business interruption policy. There's workers' compensation. That's separate. So, um, so now the question is, is coronavirus or some sort of global pandemic included in this type of loss that these businesses have? So those that have this insurance, are they okay? Well, let's just, I want to go back to April <clears throat> and I'm going to quote President Trump because he talked about this very specifically. He talked about business continuation of business interruption insurance. And he said, quote, I would like to see the insurance companies pay if they need to pay. You have people that have never asked for business interruption insurance and they've been paying a lot of money for a lot of years for the privilege of having it. And when they finally need it, the insurance company says, we're not going to give it. We can't let that happen. That was President Trump in April. 
So you can kind of guess where I'm going with this. Yep. The insurance companies are not necessarily covering it. Mm, Yeah, they find a way to get out, don't they? Well, the thing is, most insurance, business interruption policies, business income insurance policies exclude pandemic. They exclude pandemic insurance. So what that means is in the policy as it's written, it says does not cover viral infections or some sort of pandemic. So they write it in the contract. So the insurance companies are fine with saying, let's follow the rules of the contract. Trump is saying, hey, you should pay it out. Um, the question is, who's who's going to win this battle? Because the battles are beginning. And this is something we're going to see um, play out. But I will say this, Tony, <clears throat> and this might not be helpful to the businesses, but um, Wimbledon, you know Wimbledon, right? Yep. The tennis tournament? Well, yeah. They, they play on grass, by the way. <laughs> see? Who won the? Do you know any famous Wimbledon winners? John McEnroe. You just like him because he was he was violent to the refs. I, I, he was hilarious. He was my my favorite. mom loved him. That I was love, her favorite love tennis McEnroe. player. Yeah, he was actually you, the enter, it made tennis entertaining. You liked him because his hair, his curly hair. No, <laughs> <laughs> just because he would spit and yell at the refs, yeah, or the umpires, or whatever yeah. you call them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did make it entertaining. Well, the Wimbledon tennis tournament this year not happening, right? Oh, of course um, not. Sports events, right? But. In 2003, remember we had SARS? Yeah. SARS virus. After that, uh, Wimbledon, the, the company, the organization that runs that tournament, started buying pandemic insurance. In fact, they this year paid 1.9 million. They pay 1.9 million uh, a year. They paid 31.7 million over the last 17 years since SARS for pandemic insurance. Is you think that's going to pay out? Mm, no, it will. You it think will. so? Because it's pandemic insurance. It's designed specifically. So it's for specifically a they. Uh, you're you're sure that insurance company won't find a loophole though? <laughs> <laughs> Rumor they pay, has it. They have a room full of people they're paying to try to find a way out of it right now. They, and they do. That's they how do, insurance companies work. If they could, if they could pay someone a million dollars to figure out how to get out of it, it's worth it because they're paying out 142 million. Oh, this just to cover the cost of that. That's Yikes. the current consensus is what's going to happen. But that's one of those policies that hey, I'm buying global pandemic insurance. Well, you're stupid. That's the expensive, and now it's coming to home to roost where it's coming out in their favor. Yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah, who go figure, right? I mean, but a lot of businesses, even though they have insurance, like we're talking about in, in realistic terms, like small businesses here in America, mm-hmm. um, their insurance or catastrophe insurance probably doesn't cover a global pandemic is what well, you're that's saying. just it. That's just it. So the fact that there is global pandemic insurance or pandemic insurance leads me to believe that that's an exclusion from the typical business interruption policy. Yeah. So what what the industry is saying is, yeah, Trump can say that, but we've specifically written it in the contract that we won't cover this type of pandemic, so we're not paying. Now, if well, it's not written in there and it's not excluded, then that's where the case can be made that, hey, this is part of the deal. You got to pay up. So we'll see that as it plays out. Yeah, I, there there are so many lawsuits flying around too, and regarding the pandemic, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. 
and what insurance does and doesn't cover. And I know that's what we're talking about today. And you issued me a challenge. Find me a, like a bad dad joke, but on insurance. Here's one. And it relates oh to insurance payouts, exactly what you're just talking about. Uh, a lawyer and an engineer were fishing in the Caribbean. And the lawyer said, I'm here because my house burned down and everything I owned was destroyed in the fire. Uh, the insurance company paid for everything. That's why I'm here in the Caribbean able to do this. And that's quite a coincidence, said the engineer. I'm here because my house and all my belongings were destroyed by a flood. And my insurance company also paid for everything. The puzzled lawyer asked, how do you start a flood? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, Tony. little insurance fraud joke there yeah, for you. Yeah, that's insurance fraud, brother. And it was the, you notice it was the attorney, the lawyer, who, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. A little the attorneys under the bus. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I had to throw speaking, that one in there. Speaking of insurance fraud, one of the... Um, one of the main types of insurance that is sometimes um, a lot of people say there's a lot of fraud in it, you know, social security disability. Um, oh yeah. People, right. So you, one of the insurances that people really need that they just don't get is disability income insurance. I'm talking about private. Sometimes your company will offer short-term disability, long-term disability, but people can get it on their own as well. And I help people get this. Typically, they're business owners, um, self-employed, or they have a high net uh, income, like doctors, physicians, lawyers. They'll buy disability income insurance. And what that does is if they can't work due to a disability, they will get paid. They'll get a percentage of their salary, say it's 60% of their salary until they hit age 65 or something like that. So it's basically insurance to prevent you from going bankrupt because you can't work. You'll still get income. Kind of like the business in interruption policy, but for an individual. Hmm, interesting. And there's a lot of intricacies on this type of policy, but I will say not many people own it, even though they should, especially small business owners. But um, the question now is, is the COVID-19 virus included as part of a disability insurance policy? I can't go to work anymore because uh, my business shut down and I'm furloughed because of this virus. Nothing to do with me. I didn't do it. Why am I not going to get my disability and individual disability insurance policy kicking in? So while disability insurance is very important, and a lot of people have it too. They, they have it as part of their um, employer, short-term disability. You know, um, a lot of companies like Aflac, you see those like, you know, will Aflac pay you if uh, your company goes gets furloughed or you get furloughed because of the COVID-19 virus? Um, that's the question we're facing now. So, again, Tony, what yes. do you think? Do you think this uh, pandemic and if you get it, you're going to get covered by your disability insurance policy? Um, No. <laughs> uh, that's going to be my go-to answer that is a good good go-to answer if you ask insurance. me do you think your insurance company will cover this <laughs> x x uh my go-to is going to be no uh, uh, right. <laughs> no i mean in a lot of cases i mean obviously insurance does cover a lot of things a lot of health care costs and a lot of our car insurance we know that works we get an offender bender and you submit the thing or you have windshield insurance and your windshield breaks and it covers it. I mean, it's simple right. and it works. Um, but that's beyond auto insurance. <laughs> uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, you get into the healthcare, it gets a little muckier, and then you get into things like that, like yeah, what's Affleck going to cover, and right. and what about this pandemic? You know, right. So we'll get to health insurance next, but let's talk about disability real quick. So, sure. In order to get, and I looked at it, um, disability insurance, the policies do not exclude uh, a virus. So they'll treat it as any other illness or disability. So they're not saying if you get it, you don't qualify. What they're saying is we'll pay you disability income. We'll pay you if you're disabled per the definition. And it doesn't matter the medical condition as long as it's not excluded. You know, if you buy disability insurance and you have a bad back, they're going to exclude back issues. But if you're, you know, free and clear and you you get a full policy, they're not going to say everything but a global pandemic. They'll cover you. But the problem is you need to get an employer and a physician to state that you cannot work due to this disability. They need a basis for determining disability. Being furloughed because of a virus is not a disability. But if you get the virus and you can't go to work because you're in a hospital or you're you're on lockdown at home, doctor's orders, then you can get paid through your disability income, your short term, long term disability. But, Tony, so it will pay you. And, you know, if you have a indemnity plan hospital, you're in the hospital, you get paid. But here's the problem. You have to actually be disabled. You have to be diagnosed. You can't you can't say, I feel like I have it. I have a high temperature and, uh, you know, I don't feel well. Um, I don't have any toilet paper, so I must have COVID-19. They're not going to pay you. You need a doctor's note saying you have it. So what if you can't get tested? Well, I, I can't get tested. They won't let me come to get tested. There's not enough tests. Too bad. Too bad. You have to get proof that you have a disability. But here's the big kicker, Tony. Disability insurance policies are great. You don't want to ever use them, obviously, but they all have a waiting period. Typical waiting period is 90 days. So you have to wait 90 days before they'll kick in. So you have to be disabled for that whole time before they'll kick in. You can lower it to 30 days. Some could raise it to to 180 days, but there's this waiting period and it's to prevent stuff like this. You know, I get sick. I'm out for a week. Well, that's not going to cover it. If your waiting period is 30 days and you get coronavirus and you're sick and you're in the hospital and you come out and day 30, you come out and you go back to work, you're not going to get your paid on disability. You follow? So most disability policies, the waiting period is a lot longer than the actual virus uh, life cycle. So I don't see many, if any, disability insurance policies paying out for COVID-19. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I think you're right. You're probably right on that, Dan. Uh, you make a good point. Uh, obviously, uh, that's going to be a tough situation for a yeah. lot of people, especially businesses, but individuals as well. And disability insurance is designed more for long-term disability or you know, something that really hurts you um, yeah, and you can't yeah. go back to work. Yeah, disability a, insurance is tough, uh, and right. that's not going to cover it. So Right. But what will cover it, Tony? What has covered it is health insurance. And this is where most of us have health insurance. I would say most of the listeners have some sort of form of health insurance. And the question now is, well, is this going to be covered? So let's talk about that. And and health insurance, um, the big problem I have with health insurance, I've done shows on this. I've ranted about it. Um, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever you call it. I got major problems with it. 
um, a lot of them have high deductibles. They have um, high uh, co-pays. And right. so by the time you your insurance kicks in, you've already paid out thousands of dollars. And we all know that if you get coronavirus, you're going to go to the hospital. You're going to get treatment. You're not going to say, hmm, what's it going to cost? It is a life and death situation here. You're just going and you're, you're going to get stuck with a bill. So what has the insurance industry done when it comes to health insurance? They've done some good stuff. Um, I'm not going to talk highly of insurance companies because you know that. That's just not, <laughs> I, I struggle with that. <laughs> I'm not going that far. But, well, some of them offer uh, good things and good right. benefits, but yes, overall, uh, it can be uh, tough. Right. And But when it comes to the COVID-19, a lot of the insurance companies have eliminated the cost to the patient for testing and treatment. They've eliminated co-pays, cost sharing for diagnostics on this, on this COVID-19 and also treatment that a lot of them have waived pre prior authorization. You know how sometimes you have to get pre authorization to get a, a fancy test. You know, I'd like to get this test, but uh, my insurance company won't approve it. You know, well, I got to wait. I got to get permission. They've waived that. Um, and they've also increased access to the testing. Um, you can go to a non-hospital or non, you know, you can go to the drive-in. Hopefully those will start really kicking in. Telemedicine um, has incre increased. So a lot of the costs for telemedicine have been waived. You know, um, health insurance companies provide this stuff, but a lot of times it was expensive. You know, you had to pay it, but by eliminating the cost, they are really helping out there. Um, so I'm, I'm going to commend the insurance companies for doing a little bit here. Um, it's not altruistic of them, obviously. Um, if, if you don't get treatment right away, it's going to be more expensive to them in the long run. So you cut it, nip it in the bud per se. Um, so they're trying to do that. But um, I think a lot of social pressure from the country citizens has said, come on, let's uh, let's not charge people to get these tests that are probably well, expensive. And yeah, I mean, you know. isn't the governor uh, isn't the government isn't the Trump administration or Congress or whoever? Aren't they? Uh, n not even encouraging, but I thought there there was something like where they told insurance companies they have to exactly they can't charge or they have to cover the costs of any COVID related tests. Right, exactly. And so like the, that. So. so that's why I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon of the insurance companies to say they're being so great. They may have been forced into it. Sure. And you know, hey, it would, it would be a shame if uh, the insurance companies got taxed extra. Yeah. God forbid you don't cover this policy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We're not telling you what to do, but yeah, you know. right, right. So, uh, and like you said, I, I like how you put it. I mean, the insurance company. The bottom line is, especially with the COVID nineteen, they want to test and treat it right away. Uh, because they're having to pay a lot of extra money uh, in insurance costs. They're right. going to have to cover a lot more costs if people have to stay in the hospital and become more critical. So right. it's they in their get... best interest to get those tests done, get people treated early on and, and get this figured out because uh, otherwise they're going to have their claims down the road are going to be huge. That's right. Huge. They're going to say, listen, um, I'd rather pay to get someone tested and pre-treated right away than to throw them on a ventilator. Yeah, they go on a ventilator, they're going to hit their deductible and we're going to get that money. But you darn well know those hospitals are going to be charging big bucks oh, for the ventilator usage. Oh, so the insurance yeah. company is going to take it hard there. So, um, 
you know, and they're also doing a couple other things. I noticed uh, a lot of them are beefing up the resources to combat loneliness, mental health, which is great, you know, because this is a this that's a crisis in itself. Just people being lonely. Um, I see images of you talking on your microphone and I know that no one's on the other side. I know that you're just talking to yourself. So, you know, <laughs> on, uh, your Dan, wife no. sent me those pictures. But they've also, the government uh, is allowing um, health savings accounts and flexible savings accounts to be spent on over-the-counter and telemedicine. So that was, a, you always used to have to spend it on actual medical stuff, uh, prescriptions and things like that, doctors. But um, now they're allowing it for over-the-counter and telemedicine, which is great. So you can use those for those that have those. So I think in general, I would say... Um, Health insurance has done well when it comes to this global pandemic. Um, not saying health insurance was great prior to. I, I encourage people to go listen to my rants on that from previous shows. So I'm not giving them a, a passing grade. I'm just saying on when it comes to dealing with this, health insurance has done a much better job than disability and business continuation insurance. Um, then again, you buy it, you got the contract, you know what it's supposed to cover. Um, health insurance has done a little tweaking, whereas the other insurances have not. Yeah, there you go. And, and I think that's uh, that's the point right there. And I think it's good for people to understand this. Hey, what's going to be covered? What's not? And, you know, what is how is COVID going to affect me? And I think healthcare is the big concern and covering those costs. But I know uh, tests are expensive as well. And people are having to pay some of that cost. Uh, you know, I don't think the tests aren't a hundred percent free, uh, even if you have insurance. So, uh, there are deductibles and there are costs that you may have to incur still. Right. Well, and the, the ones that are comprehensive health are covered. So the affordable care act and marketplace plans, they cover these things. Whereas if you have a private health insurance, a short-term health insurance, they may not, they didn't have that pressure from the government and requirements. So, it depends on your policy, and it's important to look at it. But in the in the least, um, I do know insurance companies are giving more grace period to pay for premiums. So they're trying to work with them. I would say if you're in a situation where you're not sure, talk to the insurance agent that got you the policy and get them working on your behalf because that's what they do. These insurance agents represent the company, but they also rep they're supposed to be helping you. So you got to, you know, talk to someone about it. And if you have questions, don't just pay bills, don't pay bills right away. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, you know, you have some grace period, use that time to figure out whether or not you should be paying, um, read your policy, get someone to help you with it. It's worth the extra effort. Yeah, there you go. Good advice. Well, this has been a great discussion, Dan, but, uh, we're running out of time. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go today? Yeah, if you have any questions about um, your insurance policy, talk to your agent. If you if you don't know anything about, is this the first time you heard of business uh, insurance or disability income insurance? Give me a call. I'll talk you through whether or not it makes sense for you. This is all part of comprehensive financial planning, which we do at Dolphin Financial Group. The number is eight 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 five zero eight five nine three five. And Tony, thanks for staying awake. And I have a bad dad joke. A bad joke for you. Um, it kind of okay. relates it, to when we used to have telephones, but since okay. we don't have telephones anymore, we'll do this. Um, do you have a closet in your house? Uh, sure. Can you hang this up for me?
The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or something.